0: So I wonder if you've ever played this game where you ask if someone were to play you in a movie, who would it be? I imagine two things happen. You for sure pick someone much better looking than yourself. (laughs) I would pick Zoe Deschanel to play me in a movie. And then you also probably don't pick a celebrity or someone who is notoriously known for being someone who is mean, gets in trouble, who is a train wreck. Because we're good, right? We're the heroes. I would hope we don't think of ourselves as a villain of our own stories. See, when I read scripture, there are stories that I'm so quick to identify with the good guys. I'll read stories and say, gosh, I would have never done that. I would have never gone with their crowd. I would have never been that guy. Here are a few examples. So you read the prodigal son and you think well clearly I'm the elder son. I'm not the one that would go off but it turns out the elder son wasn't perfect either but more on that some other time. Or maybe you read the Exodus story and you think I would have not complained in the wilderness. I would have enjoyed the manna. I would have enjoyed everything. I would have enjoyed the scenic, very long route. I would have not complained <laughs> at all. Maybe you're like, oh, and I certainly would not have danced around the golden calf. I would have waited patiently for Moses to come down and said, why don't you stay longer? I'm fine down here, right? <laughs> and then later on in storage, you'd say, oh, I can't believe how how mean we were to people that were caught in sin or did things, I would have not stepped up to yell at them or try to stone them. I would have said, let's offer grace and love and forgiveness, right? And then you think, oh those early disciples, gosh if I would have been one I would have understood everything Jesus said. I would have had no questions I would have never stepped out of line. I certainly would not have been like Peter oh my gosh. And then there's also stories about kings and queens in this book and you think, gosh, I would have been devoted to God the whole time for sure. But today as I read a familiar story that many of you have probably read, I find myself relating to the people of the time but also to King Herod as much as I don't want to admit that. So let's read Matthew 2 verses 1 through 12. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So whenever you read this story or you hear it, do anyone else think, so like, were the wise men the only ones that could see this star in the sky? Like... This big, bright thing. I mean, the star was obvious. And when we interpret the star, we think it looked different. It was bigger. It was brighter. These wise men had been studying and mapping this star and following it for a long, long time. And so did, like, no one else look up to see this thing? Like, surely someone was like, hey, uh, Jim Bob, uh... Has that always been there? Like, I just, it, it makes me just question, why could no one else see this star? Because surely it was as vibrant and bright as we have always imagined it. Think of every painting or, or drawing of this scene. The star probably takes up a majority of the picture, right? It's front and center and big and bright. So it got me thinking. So most of you know that I have three children, ages seven, almost eight, four, and 20 months. Now there's this phrase that all parents come to loathe that sometimes it may even bring upon this wrath inside of you that you never knew you had. And it's when your child says, I can't find my blank, which most likely as a parent, you reply, well, have you tried looking wherever, and your kids usually answer, well, yes, and you know full well they have not looked there. <laughs> See, often kids get distracted with other toys, maybe the TV is on, or they look in one place instead of like three other rooms it could possibly be in. Or maybe they don't think like, maybe I could move something out of the way, or maybe I could lift a blanket up, or move some clothes, or maybe I could get down on the ground and look under my bed or under the couch. I don't know, just a few ideas. Maybe this would help someone else in my house who also has trouble looking for things. I won't name his name. <clears throat> but in all seriousness, my kids have everything going for them. They have a safe, warm, loving home. They have joy and laughter. All their needs are easily taken care of, the warm bellies, warm bed, a roof over their head. They have no threats, really. They certainly aren't living in worry or fear, so why can't they see? Why can't they find something? I don't know. But when I start thinking about the people living at the time of Christ's birth, I think about all they had to deal with. They certainly didn't feel safe or secure, Many did not have their basic needs taken care of. They were hungry. They were oppressed. They were going without. They had so many worries and so many fears. Seeing the star must have been hard, if not impossible. Not only were they overwhelmed with the day-to-day, they were in survival mode. There must have been a part of them that were so without hope that the Messiah would ever come. Why look up only to feel disappointed, to feel let down? I start to understand why maybe so many didn't come to see Christ because their eyes were downcast, consumed with all the pain and suffering and grief and worries and fears and darkness. When we read about the scripture that talks about this darkness and how this light came into the darkness, it's hard for us to imagine that kind of darkness. Or maybe you know exactly how that feels. Maybe you relate to this story because you know what a struggle it is to look up, to see a star, a star that maybe isn't that bright, that is this dull light. It maybe flickers in and out. And when you think it's there, then it fades away once more. The hope, the light is fleeting. And so is your spirit of hope. After reflecting on this, I had such great compassion on the people of this time that missed out on this star. No wonder they did. And no wonder people struggle today to see the star, to believe, to seek out this sign of hope because life is hard. Life is full of trials and hardships and pain and grief and suffering. Seeing the star isn't so easy, but what about Herod? (laughs) Why couldn't he see the star? He wasn't really suffering. His own fears and anxieties were really his own doing. He wasn't doing without. He wasn't going hungry. He had a place to live. He was protected. He wasn't in constant survival mode, really, I think Herod had very different reasons for not being able to see the star. Looking up, looking around, meant not thinking of himself for once. And that's all he did. All he really cared about was himself. The reason he reacted to the to the news of this the news he did about this king was because it threatened him. I don't think frightened was the word. I think it threatened him. It threatened to take away all he knew and loved, which was his power. his security. He was so consumed with himself and how everything would impact him and how everything would affect him. He didn't spend a moment thinking about the needs and wants of those around him, especially for those he ruled over. It was all about himself. He wanted to preserve all that he had built and protect all that he had. And as much as we don't want to identify with Herod, I think there are times in our lives when we do. We've certainly had times in our lives where all we cared about was ourselves. All we did was so we could have more, so we could be more secure, so we could have more power, so we could feel more safe. If we're really honest with ourselves, we've all been there. Looking at the star for Herod would have meant coming face to face with the truth he had maybe gone down the wrong path, or had failed, or he wasn't as good as he thought, and that people truly needed a new leader. The star to Herod meant the end, but to the wise men, the star meant the beginning. I don't think it is easy to look up, so I find myself relating both to the people of the time and to Herod, because it's scary and risky to look up and see a star that represents newness and hope when you've been so used to the status quo. It's risky and scary to believe, to have faith when you've been so used to hurt and disappointment. Or maybe to think you've found the light and the hope only to find that it has gone away. When all you have felt or seen is darkness, it's almost as if you forgot what light can look like. Hope and joy and possibilities are such a dream, a reality that you have not had or felt for a long time. You feel miles away from a star. Looking up is much more difficult. Looking down, being content or trying to be content with what is all around you, how things are, it's just—it's easier, it feels more safe. But then I thought about the star for the wise men, and the star was not safe. It wasn't without risk. They traveled miles and miles, most likely for years. The journey was long and dangerous and trying and painful, and they probably gave up a lot in order to make that journey the relationships they left behind, the funds they put together for the journey and gifts, and then just the risk that they may not even be able to return home. Looking up for them was risky and hard as well. I think we forget that, and that's why I love thinking about these travelers. However few or many there were, what encouragement they give me to look up, to have hope, to have risk. I'm so thankful for their witness for us. But I'm back to thinking about Herod. (laughs) For Herod, it meant facing something. It meant facing the truth that he didn't have a handle on things, that his power and influence were fleeting and not as eternal as he thought. To look up meant to face reality, to look up meant to be faced with letting go. And for us, maybe looking up means to take the first step toward real change, to healing, to letting go, to surrender, to a total restart. Of course, Herod didn't want to look up. I don't want to look up either when the star may reveal some things in my life that I need to change to people that I need to forgive, that I need to ask forgiveness from to let go of anger and judgment, to make some changes in my life, to see where I could have been better, to see where I could have made better choices. When I think about it, the star is a wonderful symbol of so much, but it is something that is intimidating. It's overwhelming. No wonder so many missed out on the star and why so many of us miss out on it today. The star reveals a lot. The star can ask a lot. No, thanks, I'd rather just look here, look down, look around. But what if this year we did look up, even if it were just for a moment? How would that change us? Instead of looking just here and down or focusing ourselves, we looked up all around and saw all there was to see. What could our eyes see for the very first time? How could we find the thing we've been looking for, the thing we've been longing for for so long? The wise men saw the possibilities of this great star. All they saw were possibilities and hope. And when they arrived, it wasn't as if something magically changed all the circumstances, but they saw something real, they felt something real, and it was enough for them to even continue on a journey away from the star. They knew the star and all that it meant, and it was with them. The star continued to burn bright in their hearts and mind, even though it was behind them, and they could no longer see it. Does the star have every solution? Yes and no. But to me, the star is the beginning of so much. The star reveals the path to follow. The star gives us a starting point. Maybe the star reveals to start counseling, to change jobs, to go to a meeting, to just talk to someone. Maybe to start a hobby, to have fun in your life, to be more intentional with those you love, to go on an adventure. I, I don't know. I don't know what the star is in your sky but I think it's waiting to be seen by you. So look up. Amen.